and Jason. Today we have Jason Stoffel of KV Windows. And uh, um, KV Windows is kind of is very unique, right? Because you work with um, a lot of roofers, right? Yes. And you, you're kind of like, you're very familiar with insurance restoration contracting, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it is kind of the niche that we're in. Um, I would say that it's less than a handful if even that may, I, to be honest with you, I would say there's probably one, maybe two other companies that really get into the insurance side of things the way that we do and are able to actually comprehend and communicate with the insurance companies on a level uh, that, you know, even PAs and most roofing companies are able to do. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we're going to definitely reveal some pro tips and reveal, uh, you know, some, some strategies for, you know, when you're struggling with window jobs and stuff like that. I think we, we definitely talk about that, but I, I kind of, I'm really excited to have you on the show cause I haven't really gotten to know you that well. I mean, we had <laughs> lunch once and a yeah. couple times actually. And, uh, the, you know, we kind of got into, but I kind of want to learn a little bit more about you, like your background and stuff. Where are you from Absolutely. Jason? So, uh, originally born and raised in, uh, Fresno, right outside of Fresno, California. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I spent my high school years out there. And, um, and so you, uh, then how did you end up in Colorado? Um, so really post-military, I was just kind of struggling with where I wanted to go and what I was going to do. Um, I was con in construction pre-military, um, got into construction post-military, but then I got a degree in psychology. I wanted to work in the VA. Um, anyways, I was just kind of all over the place after the military and, um, got a job offer from a window company out here, um, saying, Hey man, we needed need somebody to open up a division for window installation. We just got into window retail sales. It was mm -hmm. actually a window cleaning company that got into uh, sales of windows. Um, so they offered me a position to open up kind of a, an install division for them um, and head the install division. Uh, they paid to move me out, paid to get me started out here. And wow. So, and did they just base that off of like your resume type thing, your military uh, background? We knew, we, they knew who I was. We, we, they were actually from Fresno as well. Okay. The com the owners of the company. And, uh, so they knew who I was. They knew my background and they were just like, they, they knew you had a hard work ethic. I yeah. mean, you're very hard working. I mean, you're kind of almost always in like beast mode. I feel like <laughs> it's hard yeah. to like <laughs> track you down sometimes. Cause you're just like constantly working on stuff. Right. I yeah. Mean, the I, wife, my wife is definitely <laughs> feels that way. <laughs> She's like, man, can we get our time already? But, uh, uh, and well, let's talk a little, a little about that because you got okay. into some kind of like crazy, uh, not crazy, but you know, coaching stuff. Yes. Right. Because you had some, some, some issues with family life and all that kind of yes. stuff and, yeah. and things were, you know, there were some problems there. And then you, you kind of like knew that some things had to change. Yep. So maybe you touch a little bit on like, um, I think every, uh, man, entrepreneur deals with it, including me is like, like balancing like your your family and all the work that you have to do right absolutely so um i got into it through recovery um i'm in recovery myself and so when i decided to get sober i went through a program uh called wake up warrior mm. and um it really does teach it is a program focused more on entrepreneurs and business owners um showing them that because there's two two things that bi typical business owners are good at handling. That is going to the gym and running their business. Yeah. Ma majority of them are like, hey, I can handle this stuff. Yeah. And they really do avoid <laughs> spiritual side of things and their family. Mm. It's just, 
you know, they they, yeah. they want to grow, 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 yep. look good, grow, 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 look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what the typical, you know, and obviously not all of them are going to fall into that category. Um, so it really is a program that breaks things down into saying, hey, you know, you got to give time to all aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really teaches you that, you know, you got to take care of yourself holistically, mm-hmm. not just your body looking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to take care of yourself holistically, spiritually. Um, and then because you can't really give 100% of yourself to your family or your business if you're not taking care of yourself on a 100% level. Um, yeah. From there, you, you got to take care of your family. And most that's where most entrepreneurs kind of get it backwards. They take care of their business or their, their ideas. If I can take care of my business and my business is thriving, my family is going to be okay. Yeah. When reality is you, your family, most, you know, a lot of times the family isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, we, we look at it, like put your family first, Okay, take care of your family first. Um, little notes here and there, date nights every week. I, we, my family, my wife and I have a date night every week. We have a family night every week that it is non-negotiable. Every Friday is family night. Every Saturday night is date night. Non-negotiable. Um, every Friday night is date night? Family night. Family night. Family every fun Friday, Friday fa- we call it. Okay. Every You'll Friday see, night I, is family night. Mm-hmm. And every Saturday night is date night. Yes. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Week every week. Every week. So you guys got family night in a couple of days. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. So, and, right. and then so the kids, like our family nights um, are something that where the kids get to pick. We alternate kids and getting to pick where we eat, what we're going to do, what games we want to play when we get home. Um, I think my, my oldest daughter picks this week. So um, I don't know that she's picked where she wants to eat, but she's got this new um, – Jawling game that she wants to play on the video that goes on the TV and stuff. So we're going to be doing that this Friday. Okay. Um, nice. So, and then date night is. I like that, man. That's really good. Especially yeah. the non-negotiable part. Yeah. You absolutely. know, because a lot of times I know for me, uh, family night is becomes, sometimes it's an, uh, you know, uh, in certain weeks it's an afterthought. And uh, paying our vendors, and I work my account and all that, like a really hard, busy weeks like that. Uh, my family night is just doesn't happen. Yeah, so it, it's literally on my work schedule as a repeated thing, and nice. my office is not allowed to touch it. Nice. Like, do not put me on any appointments. Do not put me on anything on these things, because again, it's it's a family first thing. Yeah. And what what I learned was able to learn through this process was once I got my family into a place where they were all comfortable. And they're like, like it's clicking on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I can really put a hundred percent in my business. Yeah. My mind's not halfway at home going, Oh, what, what about that fight? I just got in with my wife. What about the fact that I've been, haven't been spending time with my kids. I don't have that lurking in the back of my mind. I can really yeah. give a hundred percent to my businesses when I'm, when it's time to give it to them. And without getting too crazy, man, I don't need, you don't need to spill all the beans, but how bad did it get with your family life? Like wh- when you kind of realized you really had to change? Um, it was to a point where, I mean, I was drinking and, and using and, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it, in our industry, it's easy to fall into that. Heck yeah. It's really easy to fall into it. It's just like, I was telling myself that as part of my networking get out to the bars, hang mm. out with the guys, hang out with these roofing owners. And, yeah. and, uh, and if the more I get to hang out with them, the more they're going to want to use me in their business. Yeah. Um, and my wife and I were going to split. We were on, we were on the verge of splitting up. I mean, there was points where I didn't, wasn't living at home and, uh, mm. and it was like, like it's this, wow, something's got to change. Yeah. Something's got to change. And, um, 
uh, we just decided, man, we went and saw this counselor and she was just like, look, you guys are straight lying yourselves. <laughs> like this yeah. is, it's an all or nothing thing when it comes to this stuff. And we just, we both decided to get sober and it went on from there. And, wow. um, we actually, we, we sent our kids through, uh, Betty Ford clinic as well mm. to teach them about addiction okay. and, and be really open and honest with them. Mm-hmm. Cause that's another thing in our family, in our household, like there's just no hiding anything. Okay. Like whether we don't hide what we're doing from our kids, we don't hide if and if we're hiding it from our kids, there's something wrong with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we need to take a second look at what it is that we're doing if we don't want our kids knowing that we're doing it. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it was on the verge of divorce. We were, you know, at one point living separated, and um, it was just a real eye opener at one point where we just kind of going back and forth trying to work things out and the fights and the drag out fights and. It's like, dude, something's got to change. Wow. Wow. And, and then so, you were able to kind of go through the video, the warrior program and, yeah. and, and start to kind of like get your life back on track, getting sober and all yeah. that kind of stuff leading up to, uh, uh, I mean, where you are now is pretty incredible because you guys have a, a house now, I think it is right. Yes. For people who want to get sober a recovery home. Yes, actually. I just, that's where I came from today. We just met with another recovery center that's looking to team up with us and send their, 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 so it's a men's recovery home okay. or not a recovery home. So it's a sober a house. home. We own the house. Okay. And, or and we're buying the house. You had this idea essentially or originally. Mm-hmm. I remember even a while ago you were telling yes. me about it. Um, and you had this idea and then you ended up like executing the idea by going out and buying a house. Yes. <laughs> Reven- yeah. Renovating it, right? Yes. So we, we bought a house, um, actually lived in it for, for a few months because our house, we were actually moving and buying this house at the same time. So we bought two houses almost simultaneously. Okay. And, um, we ended up living in the house for a little bit. So while we lived in it, we renovated it, got it all set up ready for, for the guys to start moving in once we got out. So once we moved into our new home, we actually kicked the doors open earlier this month. Um, actually the first of November was our official opening day. Okay. And, um, and you have people in recovery living there now, is that right? Yeah. So typically the ideal guy person is going to, they're going to be male. They're going to be continuing recovery in some way shape form or fashion but the idea is that you know a lot of them are coming out of a inpatient recovery mm. of some sort okay and then when as they're getting reintegrated into society they want to live with a group of guys that are in this like in mind right right focus on the same things they don't want them going back to the same old neighborhoods that they were already using in yeah um let's get them into this and then so once they get into that they continue like an outpatient recovery program okay um that's with, through the uh, some other place yes right? exactly like, so we work with just like kv windows works with a bunch of different roofing companies mm-hmm. to do their jobs what what research does as the home is work with several different recovery centers to get their clients into these homes and have a home that they can oh, live nice. in that they know that you know we also help provide drug testing and breathalyzers and monitor them and make sure that they're kind of doing their taking the right steps to get reintegrated into society wow. as a sober person wow wow that's crazy dude yeah. um so uh um man i was kind of blown away because i remember I, I didn't really realize how you actually got it all going because i remember you talking about it was just an idea yeah and um and so is it like bunk bed type situations in each room? Not bunk beds. We don't, we are one of the, so one of the things that got me into this whole thing was one, there was no sober homes in the area that we are at. Okay. Um, they all tend to be down South Lakewood, Aurora and this and South, South of Denver. Mm-hmm. And then a couple in Lakewood. 
Um, but there was nothing really north or or northwest of Denver. That was one reason we opened it. The second reason we opened it is that we, I've always, even prior to me getting sober, been close to the sober community and hiring people that are in recovery. Okay. Um, but what I had found was a lot of my my employees, was, I was like, man, you, you call that a sober house. This, this is a crash house. Like, this is a crash yeah. pad. This is nobody sober in here. Mm, <laughs> like, what's okay. going on? Yeah. Um, and so that was one of the reasons we kind of got into it originally. Um, was just because, yeah, there just wasn't much going on. So now we got into it. And, and the other thing was a lot of these crash pads, they have three, four people in our bedroom. Yeah. And that's what I've, I, cause you know, I'm, I'm sober. I've been sober as well for uh, 18 years. And yeah, yeah. I lived in one of those houses. Uh, I, uh, they call it a, um, Oxford house yes. back then. Yeah, they yeah. still have it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was definitely a uh, four-person per tiny room type yeah. situation. It was cheap, though. I mean, I was yeah. paying, I think, like 300 a month. <laughs> so that's cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're doing so. Is it? Does each person get their own bedroom? No. So it is two to a room. Okay. Um, but it is it is relatively roomy. There's two living rooms, mm-hmm. um, two bathrooms, mm. um, a large dining area, the kitchen, and we only allow seven people in the house. Okay. So okay, we're going to cool. max out at seven. Uh, what does that run? I mean, what what is that like if I... Right now we're at 700 bucks a month. Is it? Okay, that's pretty mm. good price. Yeah, I mean, relatively right? speaking, the rent food? around here. No, no food. Okay. Um, but like all of their, anything else, I mean, uh, they got their linens, they got their beds, their own beds. They got all of their furniture so is there. They okay. got TVs, the cable, is internet. Is a house manager type person? Um, not, we don't yet. Okay. I'm, I'm waiting to find somebody that I can really trust to put in that position. Like I said, we yeah. opened up November 1st. Um, wow. And we are... We've had a couple of guys go in. We got another guy coming in today. Actually, when I get done here, I'm meeting him over there. Nice. Um, we got another guy coming in on Sunday. So you're the house. Uh, it's me as a house manager for now, but eventually we will have a, a live-in house manager that I can trust to to kind of help me out with everything. Wow! Wow! Well, I uh, I didn't know realize we we're going to talk about the research. That's what it's called, right? <laughs> yeah, research. Honestly, yeah. man, I think that's important for people to hear about because even in the Denver area, if you're looking for you know a sober living situation. Um, and you're in the construction industry, especially it's, yes. a, it's a great, it's a great resource, you know, for people. I, I think if I was in that situation, I'd be excited to hear about this. Really. I'd want to go live there really, yeah. uh, to be honest. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, let's change gears a little bit. Um, because we did kind of talk about, we're going to talk about, about, uh, windows, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> why roofing. we came in, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, let's talk about windows and roofing, man. Cause I, I gotta say like, you are extremely talented at getting, uh, insurance companies to pay for the window job, you know, um, because uh, you just have a way of, um, you know, kind of like showing them why the pricing is the way it is, really. And I think you have to really know your product really well to convey why a window needs to be replaced after it's been damaged by a hail. And I think like a lot of roofing companies are good at um, getting the roofs. Uh, paid for by insurance, or at least, uh, you know, kind of helping out with that process, but they're not great at windows, Uh, you know, including (laughs) me, I'm not great at windows. I mean, as soon as the insurance adjuster is saying, um, you know, all I do really is point out the damage. That's kind of what we do is point out the damage and say, that's not hail. And we say, okay, um, I guess cool. It's not hail, you know? Uh, so, <laughs> and then we just let them pay where they're going to pay. And then we kind of like get, hand you that referral, mm-hmm. you know, and we've been doing that for, um, man, when was that storm in Highlands ranch? When I met you, that must've been like 2000. F- was that 2014? Well, the, uh, the storm, 
I think you and I originally started 2015. Yeah. Was it 15? Yeah, because I remember I re- distinctly remember I was re- I was working a storm at Highlands Ranch yeah, yeah. with a couple of my guys, and then you uh, you kind of come marching up the street. And like, Who is this guy <laughs> with a big beard and tattoos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, hey man, I can get these windows paid for. I can help you do that. I know about insurance. You know this and that. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. And okay, okay, up. calm down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you were hungry, man. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it, was it was really uh, cool. It was a lot of grind, a lot of grinding in the beginning, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, we've been doing our thing and it is, we kind of pride ourselves on just doing the honest thing when it comes to windows. A lot of times we just, you know, people don't comprehend that, that the windows are as expensive as they are sometimes, Yeah, seriously. you know, I mean, yeah. if you're going to do them right, yep. you know, it's just, is there, is there a shortcut method to get things done cheaper? Yeah. But that's yeah. not what the insurance is for. The insurance is supposed to pay for what they have and doing it in the job correctly. Yep. Um, that being said, we also pride ourselves on saying, look, you know, this one isn't needing all that. You know, we just, for example, we just got done with the job. Um, the Colorado Springs area just got hit again, right? Right. Um, so after two years ago, they just got hit and we had just replaced a bunch of Pella windows. It was like 80 something thousand dollars in Pella windows in this lady's okay. house. Wow. And um, they got hit again this year. Mm. and um you know the the adjuster just automatically thinking i'm going full replacement on everything and i said look man like no that's not how we roll this okay. is the, we can just do the the sashes and all this okay much easier process and all this yeah. wow and that's cool you know and it's like when when you when you're honest across the board and you don't yeah. try to go for the max every time and say you know try and fight for all this stuff that isn't necessary yeah I think we're we're starting to create a uh, reputation of like, look, when ours is expensive, it's for a reason. Like, we're not trying yeah. to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Well, yeah. you, you, well, that's good that you're doing. I mean, that's great. I mean, you, we've worked with you for years. We know that your approach, but I think a lot of contractors out there, and in, even insurance companies who might be listening is I, I know in the lot in the, I know we've had some uh, insurance companies and adjusters. You're like, Oh, KV windows. <laughs> like, you know, uh, okay, we need a different estimate because, yeah. um, because, uh, you tend to be on the higher yeah. side of things. However, um, I think that it's, it's because you can, you, every, everything has a, you're very itemized with yes. your estimates. Yeah, you we know? try to create a line item session, a line item estimate outside of Xactimate or whatever systems there are. Yeah. Um, Xactimate to get it is as terrible with to, windows, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you can't. Yeah. It, there's certain limitations, like for uh, aluminum cloud, um, wood, aluminum cloud yeah. windows. Yeah, well, I mean, to boil down Xactimate, for example, and I've actually done this this research for, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to make up numbers for this, but it's in the general ballpark, right? Or the idea will be there. Yeah. Um, and I've actually, we, so we've gone back and done the research on the Xactimate program mm. and, and saw that majority of their window pricing has gone up like a max of like 6% in like 15 years. Wow. Right. And I'm like, that's not guys, you can't tell me that Xactimate is there when I have all these letters from my window manufacturers showing that my pricing goes up five to 10% twice a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, yeah. 
there's certain window companies that hit me twice a year with a 5% increase. Absolutely. The last six months that's happened uh, with roofing at least twice, I want to say. And yeah. And so Xactimate with windows is not tracking with that. <laughs> yeah. So luckily we've got, you know, we can show it. And I, I do believe most insurance companies understand now. There's that, a very specific thing. Uh, if you don't mind sharing about what, like with aluminum, uh, with wood windows, aluminum clad, mm-hmm. right? So like, let's say we just have one, a big 10 by 10 aluminum clad window they try using Xactimate, um, a, a very high end, uh, let's just, just say uh, it was a, a discontinued window like what we've mm-hmm. had before. Mm-hmm. And we know, you know, you come in on your pricing, let's just say at 12,000 for that one, you know, huge window. Okay. And then, uh, but then the adjuster's like, well, what do you mean? I put this window in there. I put, you know, an Xactimate and Xactimate's telling me 8,000 on this yeah. window. Where are you mm-hmm. coming up with 12,000? And it's the aluminum cloud. You can say, well, if you want to, try and yes. match it you have to adjust your aluminum cladding yeah. in exactimate can you kind of walk through that so i you're, what you're talking about is exactimate really doesn't have an aluminum clad window in its estimating system okay um they have wood windows they have high-end wood windows but they don't have what is considered like a pillow window is a high-end wood window with aluminum cladding on the exterior of the window mm-hmm. so what i talked to them about is explain to them like you you really got to do the high-end wood window and then you've got to do a linear foot count of all the aluminum clad on the outside of it because there is a line item for aluminum cladding per linear foot in Xactimate. Okay. okay. So how much lim- how much linear foot count of aluminum cladding is along this window here? But now, even then, you have to add another, probably have to double that number to really get to where the real pricing is. It's essentially, yeah. Sometimes it just no matter how many tricks you pull out of the bag, the numbers just aren't going to get there. And again, that's because Xactimate doesn't raise its pricing the way yeah. inflation is raising our. Heck, a lot of times they're missing stain on the inside of the window, or they're missing the fact that casing's got to go on the inside of the window, or they're missing, they're, you know, yeah. the low E on the glass. So you just start adding in all these lines and say, hey, man, you're missing here, you're missing here, you're missing here. Yeah. All of a sudden, the number starts getting really close to ours. Yeah. And they're like, oh. And then I bring in the fact, oh, by the way, Xactimate's not <laughs> inflating the way that our prices are. Yeah. And then they're, oh, okay. Now all yeah. of a sudden. They just do it as a bid item. They just yeah. do it as a bid item. Yeah. yeah. So that, I think that's important because a lot of, I think, um, I think, you know, including me, uh, we were just like, let's just do our windows in house, <laughs> you know, and, and you've been really cool about that. Like even helping us, you know, yeah. and, and we can do some windows in house mm-hmm. and I tell them, uh, we only do, and actually we're, I'd like to just, I was doing, um, I was doing, uh, what was the window you were doing before? Um, Pella, um, Milgard. Milgard. So I was yeah. just doing, uh, Milgard on everything mm-hmm. and doing, uh, the, um, I keep, I'm forgetting cause I, I've been, I've done a lot of windows lately. Um, what's the middle one? Not the style line style line. Yeah. So I'm like, guys, we're doing a Milgard style line on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, if it's not Milgard style line, it's going to Jason, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, cause those are fairly straightforward vinyl windows yeah. to install. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, our, our, um, our installer can, our, uh, our siding guy can kind of do those for us. But as soon as it gets trickier than that, we send them out. And I think, um, it's important for, um, it's important for, I think roofers to kind of like understand, like get yourself a really good window, uh, kind of partner. Really. I, I look at you more as like a window partner in this business, to be mm-hmm. honest, because, I don't, um, we, we don't want to mess with any wood windows, um, yeah. really in, in house like that, that can turn into a little bit of a nightmare if it's done wrong. Um, 
uh, not only for your customer, but for your company, because you got then you got to go back and do it right, which is then yeah. now we got to bring you in. And that is an expensive <laughs> mistake. <laughs> yeah. Thank God I haven't been dumb enough to do that. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that, that I've, have. I've had to fix the mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And I think we did a job recently actually where you kind of helped us walk through, but we messed it up and we had to redo it. So, um, but that was just one window they had to redo. Oh, we yeah. bought that from you guys and, you know, and I think even Milgard helped us with yeah. it. So it wasn't the end of the world. I think, I think if dudes are going to take windows in house, like that's cool, but like, just do like what we've done. Just basic vinyl window that mm-hmm. you can do a, a, um, you know, I know you don't like Jeldwin, but even if you did a Jeldwin, <laughs> yeah. like uh, a 2,500 series yeah. Jeldwin window on mm-hmm. everything, you know, and like get your installer to, to kind of learn that first and then and then give and then come you know work with someone like you on everything else would you say that's probably a good way to go it is it really is i mean don't get me wrong there's plenty of roofing companies that are just like you know what i don't care what kind of window it is i'm not going to deal with it yeah you know and there's plenty of them out there they want to stick to their specialty we'll do the roofs we'll maybe do some painting (laughs) we do roofing gutters maybe do some painting but i'm not doing a single window do you ever see guys like me out there who want to get into the window game i do do? i do and just like you i mean if they have questions they have concerns they want pointers i'm like i'm there for them because basically the way i see it is you know most of the time when i'm doing a one or two window job or even a four window job a basic vinyl thing it's more like i want to do that for you guys for when the fifty thousand dollar window job comes and you know i want to continue that relationship yeah um you know those are those are the ones that it's more of a relationship thing. Like, Hey, yeah, I, I, I'll scratch you back. I'll do these smaller jobs. Well, I, um, we have a window guy who will do like small two, three window jobs. Mm-hmm. Cause to be honest, I don't even really like to bother you with those. Yeah. Um, I like to kind of send the ones for you. And I would recommend this with roofing companies is like, you know, send the ones, uh, at least in Denver, or if you're outside of Denver, find, a really high end window company that you can work with that can take care of the 12 wood aluminum cloud windows. Cause I wouldn't trust the dude who does our five window job, uh, five vinyls, you know, um, on, on a, a job like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'd want you personally, like yeah. on that kind of job, because we're talking about, you know, like you said, a fifty thousand dollar window job. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, doing a wood window really, if you're gonna do it right, you gotta almost have like the three trades in pocket already. You gotta have the window installer, you gotta yeah. have the the finished carpenter on hand, and you've gotta have a nice stain guy because this isn't you know, and you're not outside spraying a deck with stain, right? Yeah. You gotta make sure that the stainer is knows how to take the parts off a window, knows how to take it apart and stain all underneath the parts of the windows and things like this and, and make sure that it's not going to run all over. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a process to be able to stain a window properly. Yeah. Um, so those wood windows can get a little tricky. I mean, definitely. Um, well, there's all insulation issue as yeah, well. Cause yeah. if you don't do the insulation correctly, you're going to have bulging. Yeah. Window. Can you talk about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a dot one job that like went bad, right? Yeah, I've had it to where homeowners actually decided to go in and insulate their own windows, and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, because what it is is it's an expanding foam in there mm. that we put in there, and it's your the expanding foam that you put in is meant to expand for a long period of time, days, mm. right? And so when you what homeowners will do, what this homeowner did was see that we sprayed it. Then it fill it to their need to their standards. Okay. Uh, oh well, there's a little spot here and there's a little corner here, and they go behind us, grabbing, knowing what we were using, go go grab their own version of it, and just fill these gaps up completely between the frame of their house and these windows. Wow. In this one, in the in the specific instance I'm talking about, so we were gone for 
a couple of days. This was like over a weekend. We were going to come back and just recase everything, double check our foaming, and and get ready to put interior trim on. Okay. We come back and that stuff had foamed all, all over their walls. And it just expanded into wow. onto the actual wood of the frame of the windows. And then on top of it, if you get it in there tight enough, it starts bowing the frame of the window. Mm. Now the window doesn't even operate properly. So mm. we had to go in and cut all this foam out, scrape it off the windows and redo a bunch of stuff. And crazy. Wow. But yeah, it is very, yeah. you know, even foaming it down to, you know, getting it done right to where it is doing its job and yet not going to be counterproductive for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know one another thing, I, you know, we'll kind of start wrapping it up here soon, but like, I know another thing is you're, you're good with those difficult customers. I have to say, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm, 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 I'm good with them too, but I have to be very patient, you know, and I'm kind of, you know, the last uh, six months or so, I've sort of stepped away with working directly with customers. I'm just kind of giving all the jobs to our sales guys. I've yeah, got five yeah. of them, you know, so, um, and so we're, um, we're kind of stepping away, but, uh, but, you know, I think that is one thing that you've been really good about, you know, and, and it's, and it's hard. And I think also your installers have been good because, um, you know, with our, at least with Foothills brand, we want, you know, our, everyone, all the subcontractors, anyone we work with to be on brand. I mean, here you are wearing your sweatshirt. You always have guys kind of wearing their sweatshirts. You guys, guys wearing some kind of clothing. They look okay. I and mean, sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, they're not, installers are hard, right? Yes. Like yeah, 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 they're yeah. hard. The good ones are hard to find. They are. They're really hard to find, especially with what you, like you were talking about. I have found being in this business, like doing windows in the insurance game is a lot different than selling. Cause we also have our division where we sell homeowner direct, right? Okay. Well, when we're selling homeowner direct, we're the first and only contract on them to have guys coming in, terrorizing their house a little bit, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, in the insurance game, it's a little bit different. We're typically one of the last ones there. Mm-hmm. You know, the roof's already been done. Yeah. The homeowner's dealing with the insurance. The homeowner's been dealing with all these different subs. They're kind of starting to get fed up a little bit. And then yeah. we almost got to come in there walking on eggshells a little bit. They're already yeah. a little teed off at insurance or some of the other subs or whatever's been going on. Um, so I have had to make sure that my installers and myself are start getting used to understanding like, Hey, be patient with these, these people, you know, like they've been through a lot. Like it's not fun for them. They're not doing this out of like, Hey, we want to renovate our house now. Yeah. It's like, this just got slammed in their front doorstep and like, Hey, guess what? We're That's <laughs> tearing your house apart. And now we're going to put it back together. And yeah, they got hit by an unexpected storm event and now they got to like put their house back together. And, and it sucks, it, it's a know? whole nother level of, of customer service that you have to get on yeah. to understand that, you know, look at, they're already a little on edge. Yeah. Like now we're coming in their house. Yeah. All the other, ins- all the other subs were not in their house mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Now we're really all up in their grill, mm-hmm. terrorizing the house, move your furniture, move your pictures. Yeah. And, and this is after, again, after they've already been fed up with insurance and other subs and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we really do got to find the right installers mm-hmm. that not only know how to do the install to our standards, but also know how to handle customers on a very high customer service level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's one thing that I, that I think uh, I like working with you guys. And I think roofers out there should like find themselves a good uh, window company that understands insurance process, you know, and understands the insurance restoration, uh, you know, cl- clientele and, and understands the whole, you know, all of that stuff, working with adjusters and calling adjusters and like, you know, yes. going to reinspections and inspections and, you know, the, the pricing that, that, that has to happen. And, you know, working with 
customers who've been through a, a lot, you know, yeah. and that kind of thing. So yeah, I really appreciate that. But, um, but yeah, I, mean, I think we're gonna wrap it up. I really appreciate yeah. you uh, coming in, Jason, very much. And thank hey. you for, you know, um, your generosity and uh, time and, and, and like lending all this information to people. Awesome, man. I'm a, uh, more than happy to come, man. And we've been working together a long time and yeah. look forward to doing it again. Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> and uh, so I do, how do people get a hold of you or research? Um, uh, let's talk about research first. Because okay. if we have someone listening who has some problems with drugs yes. and alcohol, research is a great resource for mm -hmm. them to reach out to. Yes. Is there a Facebook page or what do we do? We're on Facebook. And, uh, you can you can look us up, just uh, research um, on Facebook, or you can go to myresearch.life. Um, okay. And uh, that's our website. You'll see my wife and my story right there on myresearch.life. Nice. Um, you can also, my cell phone, I'll just put it out there. 720-552-0195. Give me a call. Um, I work for with many recovery centers. Um, are you on top of your Facebook messenger for the most part? Yes. You, you can are? also okay. find me on Facebook and, okay. and hit me up on messenger. Jason Stoffel, just yeah. find you your personal page. Yeah. Find nice. me on my personal page. Um, they're both linked to KV windows and, and research. So yeah. And if you're that. looking at, you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a great window contractor who understands the insurance, mm -hmm. the insurance, uh, you know, process and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you work with all kinds of people though, not only just roofing contractors, public adjusters could reach yes. out to a KV. Um, yes. you know, uh, even anyone who needs, you know, good quality quotes and good quality install. You don't want to just be running around yeah. giving quotes all day long. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, cause you get paid when you get the job. So yeah. I want people to know that if you're going to get a quote from Jason, make sure he's going to do the job, you know? Yeah. So that's important. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, we don't give out quotes that I can't get bought and paid for. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, you're works. good at that. So um, <laughs> how do we get a hold of you for KV Windows? KV Windows also has their own website. It's uh, uh, kvwindowsinc.com. And again, I'll just call me on my cell phone. I'm always available for my customers, 720-552-0195. Awesome. And they can find you on Facebook and, as well. Yeah. And KV Windows is on Facebook. Again, research on Facebook. They're both on Instagram. Instagram Check too, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's your LinkedIn game doing? Uh, I'm not there <laughs> yet, man. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, See buddy. You later. Have yeah. a good one.